coming to you from that once forgotten artery that pulses through the center of the continental United States and into the heart of the Ozarks, Grace Matthews. Looking in from the northern border, our Canadian friend, along with his countrymen, feeling the effects of U.S. political issues, Connor Murphy. Welcome to Dueling Dialogues, episode 182. I'm Connor Murphy here with Grace Matthews in Springfield, Missouri. Hi, Grace. How you doing? I'm doing great. How about you? Good. How's the the roof construction going? Well, it's not going yet. Oh, boy. Oh, the insurance company wanted our new uh, information about the um, fireplace and the masonry damage. Oh, uh, okay. Uh, it's always something, you know? Yeah, exactly. So you can't do the roof in this situation to you to do the masonry work, so... I'm sitting under a barely roof right now because oh, I moved no. back into my office. So, um, well, let's hope it doesn't fall through. Yeah, no <laughs> kidding. Wow. It'll make a loud noise. Everybody will hear it. That's yeah. for sure. <laughs> so, oh, my goodness. Just craziness out there. Yeah, bizarre world. It is a very bizarre world. Um, we're going to talk a little bit about this Jeffrey Epstein guy first. Yeah. What a freak, first of all. Uh, that's what I'm hearing. Years and years and years of freak. I mean, um, he started out as a university professor. Okay. okay. All right. And um, somehow Bear Stearns found him and made him a hedge fund manager. He made boatloads of money. Now, the big interesting thing about this is he never went to college. Uh, But he was a professor. He was a professor. So you got to say from day one, this guy knew how to manipulate people. Yeah, or he was blackmailing them. One of the two. Well, that's, that's a point. That's a point, right? Because of what he's been able to do all these years, I have a feeling he is a master manipulator. Well, he's a master something. Yeah. <laughs> and he likes wow. young girls. And it seems like his MO is that 14 to 18-year-old. Wow. That is some kind of sick. Yeah. And he did. Now, he didn't mind paying him. Well, and at least he paid him some cash. Not much for a guy that had that much money, but um, so so you have a prostitution component here too. Right. Um, but I think that's you know you know the fact that he paid him is really immaterial when you think about the fact that this is a clear case of rape and pedophilia. And many times he did rape these kids. Um, sometimes I guess they did agree to it, but they weren't old enough to agree. Right, right. Well, it's hard to wrap my head around that he's supposedly connected to all of these big uh, people at the top, and not one of them said, hey, this is not a good idea. Well, because they might be a little weird themselves. (laughs) They might be a little guilty. Okay. Uh, Christine Pelosi, who is um, head of the DNC and also Nancy's daughter, says some beloved high-profile people will be named in this. And I'm assuming she meant by beloved, 
beloved Democrats. I don't think she would consider any Republican beloved. <laughs> there's going to be some Republicans. I think there's going to be guys on both sides of the aisle. Oh, yeah. You know? yeah. Um, I, I don't think this is... going to be a lot of them. I don't think this is something down party lines. It's just down pervert lines. <laughs> it is. And a lot of these guys are perverts. And you have to under think about... They have all kinds of power because they got money. They right. got all kinds of people working for them. Right. What, I mean, what could they gain from a little kid being uh, having power over a little it. kid? Shit, that's not hard. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, you know, it's not hard. Most adults could master that, except for your own kids. That's the hardest, but um, nevertheless. Um, and I don't mean, you know, there's a sexual component here, but usually the sexuality isn't the thing. It's, right. it's the power. That, yeah, you're that's right. That's the M.O. Yeah. I mean, for the kids, of course, the sexual conduct is, you know, it's traumatic and will scar them for the rest of their lives. Absolutely. And so. it breaks my heart. But you got to wonder... Bill Clinton, Fox News, is, it says that Bill Clinton was on 26 flights. Yeah. He says, I think I was on four. Okay. Well, then I guess the Fed wanted some documents from the Clinton Foundation. And you know what? They said, no, they didn't want to hand them over. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. Well, the Clinton Foundation has... You know, it ends up in a lot of dirty places. Yeah, imagine yeah, that. Is somebody going to go in there and raid it? Yeah, no doubt. And, and, and really figure this out. But, and then when you look at a picture of Bill with his daughter Chelsea walking down the aisle in her wedding, who's got a front row seat there? Oh. Jeffrey Epstein. Now, those are usually spots for your besties. Your family yeah. and your besties, right? Yeah. <laughs> oh. Okay. See where see where this is going. Oh now. yeah, it's getting more interesting yeah. every yeah. second that that yeah. ticks by. <laughs> you know, wow. and I tell you what, we we talk about a small world, you know, but could anything be smaller than the bubble? <laughs> yeah. I mean, in Manhattan alone, which is part of the bubble, there's like eight million people living in a place less than the site of Springfield, Missouri. Right. Okay? Yeah. But this bubble is even smaller. Okay, so Comey's daughter, remember Comey? Right. Jim Comey's daughter is one of the prosecutors here. <laughs> you know, and when you got a Comey involved, you're a little worried that things are going to turn out right. Yeah. Now, my okay. guess is that this guy's master manipulator uh, that's not my guess I, I, I'm pretty sure of that who's he going to sell out because he's going to want to deal because what he's done just a little bitty tiny bear right, going to put him away for the rest of his life because he's mid 60s yeah he's going to sing like a bird yeah he is going to now um, apparently he you know he has a big home in Palm Springs and one in New York, but him and Trump were apparently a little bit friendly in the early years. And then Trump said, well, you know, I don't really like him that much. I haven't really talked to him for 
about 15 years now. I've seen a couple of different dates. I've seen one one. I don't know, source said that it was 2008 when it actually happened. There's another source that said it was like about 2004, but nevertheless, Jeffrey would spend a lot of time at Mar-a-Lago. Okay. Okay. Right. He went to the spa and he was inappropriate with some of the girls that work there. Oh, surprise, surprise. The boss complained directly to Trump. And Trump went directly to Jeffrey Epstein and said, you are no longer welcome at Mar-a-Lago. <laughs> wow. Okay, there you go. So um, now, and of course, because we have to blame Trump for anything <laughs> that goes wrong, Trump is being touted as the bad guy that could have busted him in. Right. Right. Are you kidding me? Do you know how many people through the years could have busted this guy's ass? Yeah, it, exactly. And, so, and we're going to say that Trump, barring him from Mari Lago, instead of calling the cops, is the, is the clincher? Yeah, exactly. Uh, give me a break. Yeah. Give me a break. Well, that is going to be very interesting uh, once he starts singing. This should be good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I mean, is it going to be like Weinstein? I mean, Weinstein... Just went through another set of lawyers. <laughs> wow. I mean, he just fired his lawyers, and his lawyers are like, he's impossible to work with. You can't even, I mean, you can't even help the guy. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. I wonder if Epstein's going to be that that way too, and if you can drag it out and keep switching lawyers. I mean, this can, these guys know how to work the system. They do. Of course they do. They wouldn't be at the top if they yeah, uh, didn't. And, and, Epstein's going to have so many people he can sell out. He's going to be getting deal upon deal upon deal. Right. Because ultimately, we want to get those bad guys more than we want to put them away for these kids. Yeah. A lot of these kids aren't kids anymore. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. It's, it's kind of, it's sad. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Uh, Tommy Robinson. Now, yeah. that's been a case that you have been watching now for work. A year or so? Um, probably. Long time. Yeah, I would say a little over a year. Yeah. Probably so. Well, he is calling on Trump for political asylum for him and his family because they don't feel safe. Yeah. Yeah. No yeah. doubt. You know, I don't. I don't. I don't blame him. I, I. They probably aren't safe. Yeah. Exactly. I think he's. He would have a legitimate claim. I hear he's back in jail again. Yeah. Another nine and a half months or something like that. Yeah, he really does need to get out of there. He, he really needs to get out of the UK. Yeah. Yeah, you know, and, getting a jail sentence for being a journalist is uh, just strange. Well, but it's happening more and more. Right. I, you know, um, and one day we should just do an episode on that because uh, there's lots of cases. Yeah. And... Uh, that should not be the case, especially in the United States. Yeah. If we protect CNN and their lies, how can we possibly do this to other people? Right. Yeah, it, uh, it's it's a tough one. Um, that is, it, like, Tommy Robinson is, is like the polar opposite of Trudeau. So I can see why he asked uh, Trump. That makes sense in my head. 
does it? Because sometimes it's just easier to ask Canada, but Trudeau may complicate that. Yeah. He I mean, should. I agree with you, but a lot of times when somebody wants asylum, because you guys have less red tape, right? they oftentimes will ask Canada instead of us because it can happen quicker. But we're still in, we're in the Commonwealth together. So, like, you don't really need a visa, you know, it, it, we're part of the Commonwealth. So, he's from the UK, he can come That's over right. here anytime he wants. He actually wants protection. Yeah. Oh, good point. Good point. I knew we had you around for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> it's a very good point. But what about, should we know who's in our country? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, does it seem like the epic deal? Uh, well, it is nowadays, it seems. <laughs> I mean, you know, in, in, in this day and age, it, it, it seems like, you know, we could count pets as people. Pretty much. Yeah. And um, there, there's a lot of services and money allocations depend upon knowing who and what is where. Right. It doesn't mean you're going to take that census paper and go start picking up people. Even Trump's not going to do that. Right. Right. Okay. But, but you need to count people to know how to run the country. Exactly. Exactly. You, you need it for all sorts of services. You know, I mean, if you can't ask them if they're a citizen, then by gosh, you shouldn't be able to ask them what kind of job they have either. Yeah, exactly. Okay. I mean, you know, we can start playing a very silly game with this. Yeah. Okay. And the Supreme Court, Justice Roberts kind of screwed this up. He assumed that they were asking to have this question on here for some sort of nefarious reason. Now, you got to remember that Chief Justice Roberts was put in place by George W. Bush to be a conservative SCOTUS. Right. You know? And this is two times he's really screwed the Republicans. I mean, the first time was on Obamacare. Right. Kind of calling Obamacare, well, that might be a tax. <laughs> so we can do it. Are you kidding me? Right. And then he goes, well, I don't really like, I like why you're asking this for this, but there could be good reasons for it. Well, why wouldn't you just assume that we're asking for a good reason? Yeah, exactly. Why would you assume the opposite? And there's been people out there saying that, saying what you love to say about some of these guys, saying who's blackmailing him? Yeah, exactly. Because that is ridiculous, and he is supposed to be a conservative justice. Yeah. Okay? You know, and and. Trump may be the guy in the White House that's pushing for this, but there are a lot of people. In fact, most people think it's a very fair question. Right. Okay? I yeah, get absolutely. asked a lot of things, even at the doctor. I don't really want to answer. I mean, like, they want my handprint. <laughs> you know? And after that one guy okay. got falsely arrested at the airport for the face recognition thing, you know what I say? No. Yeah. yeah I don't really sure. want to do it. And they look at me like, are you a criminal? No, I, I just don't want there to be some screw-up. Yeah. I don't really trust it, and I don't think they need my my handprint. 
Yeah, I, I feel the same way you about DNA. some database. I feel the same way about DNA testing. Yeah, it'd be nice to know, but then I don't want my my yeah. personal info, my DNA sold to somebody. Yeah, yeah, I mean, and, um, but it could be like, and it could be like Nancy says, you know, Trump wants this question on the census because he wants to make America white again. (laughs) Are you kidding? You know what? (laughs) Trump is not a racist. Every time somebody says that, I want to say, and what did he do? I mean, but so many people have said it that it has a measure of truth to people. And I just say, think back. What has he done that makes you believe he's a racist? And they go back and they go, well, what he said back there in Charlottesville. Well, you know, that was CNN misreporting. <laughs> exactly. And we've been over that and over that. Yeah. Okay. Well, well nothing else has worked. They just got to pull the race card again. Yeah. And then they pull the gay card. And yeah. Trump has never even been against gay marriage. Now, he did come out and say, or I believe he did, that we just can't have this transgender bathroom thing, you know, enabling pedophiles. You know, and I think that a transgender person should be able to go to the appropriate bathroom. But then what you're going to have to do is go to all these companies that have bathrooms with stalls and say, sorry, you're going to have to have bathrooms with doors down a long hallway. And that's going to cost you more money. Right. Because and that's what is going to end up happening, because you can't go to Target and have little girls like, you know, three or four years old, and then guys, transgender or not, going in there and and peeing. Yeah. You know, know, a pedophile uses everything. They use toy stores, they use the internet, they use parks, they use libraries. You think they're not gonna use a bathroom? Yeah, so. that's just way too easy. So if you're uh, transgender and thinking of changing genders out there, make sure you go to the washroom first. Right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh, but what a crazy Barr world. thinks he can get this question on there um, through his office. I don't know how. Don't care how. Just hope it happens. Yeah, no kidding. Makes sense. Okay, and, and and speaking of transgender, we jumped the gun on it just a little bit there, but sometimes we we do that. We jump ahead. Students in New York City who are attending um, publicly funded um, schools and colleges can name can change their name and their gender whenever they want. I mean, you could start out the school, the school year at Billy Bob and end it as, as Jane Ann. Uh, they yeah. don't care. Just go wow. to the office and say, I don't want to be me. I have a couple and friends. If uh, commit a crime, what are we going to do? I have a couple uh, jokester friends from back in school that would have totally abused that. <laughs> oh, a lot of people will, especially criminals. Yeah, exactly. Well, today I'm Sally. There's not that many transgender people. I mean, sometimes kids are confused. Just let it be. Don't don't force it. Right. You know? I mean, sometimes they don't know. Exactly. They're they're trying on different hats. 
don't make that hat permanent. Right. On their pet. You know? I I I worked with kids a lot. I had them come up saying me, I think I'm gay. Well, you might be, but you might not be. <laughs> yeah, don't worry about it. Yeah. You know? Don't worry about it. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, that that's really odd. Very yeah. odd. Yeah. So Okay, so Trump derangement syndrome, one of your favorite psychoses. Oh yeah. Uh, well, yeah, I know those people. There's people are have decided to boycott Home Depot. Oh, good for them. Everybody else too, because the the co-owner, I mean, excuse me, the co-founder, who I don't even think owns it anymore, gave donation money to the Trump re-election campaign. <laughs> I, I hate these boycotts. I mean, they're just stupid. First wow. of all, I, you know, like I said, I think he stepped down years ago. I mean, he may get some sort of consultant paycheck or something. But, Dividends, I'm sure. You know? Not really. He's not really involved anymore. Yeah, but they, they got to lash out and do something. They yeah. got to counter it. Yeah, but one of these <laughs> days, you know, I believe in karma. If you go out there and you call on people to boycott somebody, it's going to come back to you one of these days. Yeah, well, in some instances, it, it, it works opposite. All of a sudden, that company's doing more business. Exactly, so. and that's me. I'm sitting here thinking, well, I could buy those light bulbs at Walmart, but I think I'll just go to Home Depot and buy them instead. Absolutely. Yeah, you so, know? you know, there, the, it's kind of like physics. You know, there's an equal and opposite reaction. So, you know, some yeah. of these boycotts are, are free advertising and bringing in more business than if you didn't boycott them. Yeah, just ignore it. Yeah. And like I said, you know, going back to the company that an old retired guy worked for, it's kind of stupid. Mm-hmm. If you think about it, it's desperate, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Well, he I shopped mean, at Walmart. He's probably almost 80. <laughs> I mean, he, I've seen him in lots of interviews. He's a very smart man, and you know, but he is old. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, yeah. he, he, he shopped at Walmart 20 years ago. Let's boycott Walmart. Yeah, let's, <laughs> oh boy! Yeah, and it's crazy. It's it's crazy, and you know, speaking of ads, we all love those pharmaceutical ads that oh, nearly yeah. have you in tears or vomiting by the time they, you know, tell all the side effects of all these drugs. You think, geez, I'd much rather be constipated. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, suicide. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they've just got crazy crap in this, you know? Yeah, yeah, I know. So, um, but Trump, you know, we really want middle government. Sometimes we have to regulate, but we don't want to regulate too much or we become socialistic. And I think he had a really good plan on these pharmaceuticals. He says, okay, if you're going to run these ads, I want you to put the prices in that ad. Now, what that would do is help prevent price gouging. Right. Two different tiers. Now, when I worked in retail, we called it tiers. Because on the north side of town, they don't make as much money in Springfield as they do on the south side. So the north side stores, things were cheaper than the south side, even though our store was the same company. Right. Walmart does that in Springfield. Huh. I had no idea. In fact, most most stores do, do do that. But if you really know the price, you, you kind of know, and you can drive across town if you want to save. Right. So, I mean, 
it's not such a big secret okay so that's what he was doing he was going okay you love to put these ads on put the price on there right and we okay. know that big pharma is corrupt and so this is a way of he was just pulling back the curtain a little bit and you know not much because they really don't have to run the ads right okay so he's saying okay if you want to run the ads and you know, on an EpiPen, then you need to say how much it is. I get the idea. The court but, says no, they ruled against him. Yeah. Huh. But you got to remember, these guys are gougers, like I have mentioned before. Um, the hammer, $400 a month, and that's him on Medicare. He's old enough for Medicare. Right. Just to keep this drug for the stent. Now, the good news is, he can do it. But when we go to the doctor, the doctor says most of his patients actually can't do it. Wow. And because of the tier, there could be people paying $1,000 for this drug. Okay, I'm talking about $400. Wow. There's people paying more for it than that. And like I said, Medicare is picking up some of that. My thyroid medicine, okay, my pharmacy, $23. I learned that, in, that CVS was $13. Walmart's four dollars. Wow. Okay. So Trump was trying to hammer through this without totally regulating these companies into not doing research or relocating to Africa or wherever they want to go. You know, he he was trying to make a small move, and the court said no. Hmm. You know, and and they just ruled against Trump. You got to admit, the courts are trying to legislate, and that's not what they're there for. Right. Well, here in Canada, you can ask the pharmacist how much their fees are for filling the prescription, because that's the only thing that actually uh, makes the price deviate, is the actual fee for the pharmacist to fill that order. Well, how much does a pharmacist usually charge to fill an order there? It varies. Everywhere you go, it's different. I mean, like, give me some sort of, would it be like $3 to um, count these pills out? Or I used to, I used to uh, be a manager when I was in college of a pharmacy. And, you know, we, even back then, we had that little counter. Right. <laughs> really, you know, you de definitely want to double check the labels and you need somebody sharp back there, but... Yeah, it's, it, it, it's called a dispensing fee. So go to your pharmacist, ask what their dispensing fee is. Uh, Very because, interesting. Yeah, Walmart is the cheapest here. Uh, I think it's around seven bucks or less. Okay. For their dispensing fee, but I, I've seen as high as fourteen dollars. <gasps> Man, I need that job. One, two, three, four. Yeah, oh, I, I can count. I can count. <laughs> exactly. So you know, just check with your pharmacist or your pharmacy and find out what their dispensing fees are. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'd like to find out what uh, the Hammer's uh, medication cost here in Canada. I would too. I would too. It's Berlinta, and uh, I'll look that up in, in Canada. Okay. Yeah. 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 Because you guys. You guys send busloads of people over the border to pick yeah. up insulin, so yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. yeah, and and like I said, we have. Um, I have uh, one of my kids has type one diabetes, and my son's girlfriend she has type one diabetes, 
And um, right now she's trying to get one of those machines right. that are attached to you. And it's an incredible lot of money, and it really doesn't need to be. Right. Um, you know, um, even with insurance, it's about $3,000 and about $300 a month. And I, I'm not sure whether that acts. I, I assume that um, includes the insulin, but I'm not real sure about that. Yeah. So yeah. we've been trying to find out for her a better way to do it because she's one of those type ones that is up and down all day long. And she's constantly having to check her blood. So, yeah. uh, CBD oil from cannabis actually helps regulate blood yeah, sugar. But we got to figure out how to make sure we're getting good CBD oil down here. Yeah. Because it's very corrupt yeah. all of a sudden. Yeah. Uh, it's a billion, multi billion dollar industry, and a lot of um, leeches kind of have. Absolutely. Try to get into the market. And I will so. tell you on um, Instagram, there is a Dr. Danny Williamson, D A N I, it's a female Williamson okay. in Tennessee, and she knows a lot about how to get CBD oil um, in Tennessee. Right. That is a grade A product. Right, and that's going to differ state to state with you guys. Um, it is because so, it has become a state issue and a state regulated. It's not really regulated, you know. I mean, right. the law is the law, but they're not regulating the product yet. Yes, and so. and that is the downfall of CBD oil. You never know what you're really getting. So when you get something that works good for you, stick to that brand. Well, and if you get some, here's here's where some happened to us. We got some and had some strange side effects that shouldn't have been. So Ooh. I'm guessing we got some that wasn't really CBD. Oh, okay. It could be who knows what. Yeah, well, there'll, there'll be other terpenes in there, like essential oils have, are, are all terpenes, right? Yeah, and, and there'll be other terpenes in there, so it could be a terpene. It could be something they added, right? Because a lot right. of the companies are are taking the oil and branding it as say this one's for sleep, this one's for energy, etc. Yeah. So, and they're they're adding essential oils and terpenes to that. So, yeah, it but, it really would be nice if all these states are going to make it legal. Why don't we just have the feds drop that that criminal aspect and and then have it regulated like anything else by the FDA? Right, exactly. You know, I mean, uh, why not? Because now you have most of the states to some degree have legalized it. Now some are medical, some are recreational, you know. Whatever, um, and the only real numbers I can see go up. Well, there's two numbers that I find interesting. We weren't really planning on talking about this, but everybody loves it when we do. Okay, the junk food sales goes up by about one percent in places that have recreational legalized, but the people under 21 doing the marijuana thing, right? Drops by about two to five percent. 
Yeah, actually, the, in Canada, okay, so we're, we're mirroring that. Yeah, we're yeah. we're mirroring that here in Canada too. It's very interesting. So, um, yeah. you know, not everything is what you think. No, because a lot of people were afraid. Junk sales, junk food sales, would go up by ten percent, and kids would be getting it at a rate of about twenty five percent more often. Right. Right. No, 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 just 1% more on that junk food. No, it's it's definitely made it harder for the teenagers to find. Because yeah, you're regulating way. it. Exactly. Because there's not so much need for that Mexico, you know, bringing it up from Mexico and selling it on the market, and it's laced with all sorts of other things, yeah. Yeah. scary stuff. Exactly. Never know what you're getting. Yeah, yeah. So, so know your source. Exactly. And uh, hopefully we will move towards government regulation and you can go, okay, you buy this brand, you know you're getting something good. Yeah. It's got a little seal on it or something. Yeah, usually uh, the, the good ones are the ones that are constantly out of stock, though. Uh, so you got to have two or three favorite brands. You know, that's, that's a good point. That's a yeah, good point. It, it's high demand. It's yeah. it, in such high demand. A, a lot of people are using it, it for it anxiety does a lot and, of yeah. Yeah, yeah. and and sleep, anxiety, yeah. all kinds of uh, goodies in CBD oil. Same with THC oil. Uh, offers some other things as well. Yeah. Some bonuses. Mm-hmm. Um, I like some of those bonuses. <laughs> sure. sure. <laughs> yeah, but. Okay, so and speaking of uh, marijuana, we could talk a little bit about Obama. We know he likes it. <laughs> he loves it. I mean, that's one reason why he probably decided to stay in the city limits of D.C. and buy a home after he left office because, <laughs> you know, D.C., um, marijuana is legal, recreationally legal, and has been probably about longer than any place. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. Yeah, huh. yeah. So he can smoke all the little doobs he wants there. But apparently his new little dude is Kamala Harris. That's his girl. Oh, that makes sense. That's who him and Michelle want. Yeah, okay. Instead of Biden. Right. Right. I mean, well, well, you know, Biden just doesn't have staying power. He's slipping back. The person that would know that best is Barack Obama. Right. You know, I mean... So let's give, you know, let's give Barack a little credit. He would know... (laughs) Yeah. This guy is, he's, he's, age is getting to him and he's got a lot of baggage. Yeah. Creepy Joe. Yeah, the Ukraine. Um, I don't know. They were coming up with something else the other day that looked like he might have, his brother might have taken some money. Oh boy. Yeah. You know, so wow. from an India deal. India. So now we're at an India. So he was out there making deals, not for the US of A, but for his family. Yeah, sounds like it. Wow. So anyway, Kamala, I do believe Kamala will be uh, the nominee. Yes, she's a lot less creepy. Um, Yeah, and uh, she's got some charisma. You know, I don't agree with her. I don't know who her VP will be. Maybe Michelle Obama. Um, (laughs) I don't know. I don't know. It's not going to be Beto now. Beto needs to drop off the ticket. I mean, he's really been a disappointment for the... For the Democrats, because I think they had high hopes for him. Yeah, and he's well, really like blown a gasket. Yeah, no surprises there for me. Yeah. It's, it, no, it, it's it, not for you because you said right out of the bat he does not 
have staying power. No, no, I, I, I could see it's through the smoke. I could see through the smoke. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, and speaking of smoke, I mean, Hannity joked the other night that he wanted Bill O'Reilly to return to cable. He didn't necessarily say Fox. Because if Bill returned, he would go back to being number one and Hannity could be number two. <laughs> and he said, it is just not safe or fun to be number one. <laughs> He's tired of death threats from Democrats. Oh, yes, man. And boycott threats. Yeah, exactly. He said being number two was a breeze. <laughs> oh, there you go. I thought that was very interesting. Yeah, for sure. And it's funny because as many bad things as they've said about Bill O'Reilly... Ultimately, people would still watch him. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah. You know? He's still got fans out there. Yeah, yeah, and um, interesting. But I still think somebody will put him back on the air. Um, okay. I know Newsmax has him on the air on Saturday nights a little bit on a little taped thing, but um, I, I suspect he'll get back out there. Okay, jobs. We got... About 300,000 people have re-entered the job force. Oh, wow. Okay, and that was in a month. Huh. Okay, and it really raised the job figures. Okay, now remember in 2008, you had a lot of people that just, they were out looking. Right. And so they quit looking, and they left the job force. So, uh, it, it, I, the numbers did not reflect those people right and exactly. unemployment anymore if you're not looking you get dropped off okay? yeah we're we're not so lucky here in canada if there's news about the workforce it's news about them getting laid off really are you guys yeah, yeah. going into recession well the 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 government gave um bombardier sorry um a a, a very big handout corporate handout and now they're shutting down on a, a plant in Ontario and moving it to California, apparently. So, wow. yeah, wow, that's unusual. Okay. Yeah, after getting a big handout. Things up there to you guys. Yeah, yeah, that's it, it's kind of backwards, but obviously California offered them a, a very good deal. Yeah, of yeah. course. Yeah. Sad, it does have repercussions. And one of the repercussions may be that we were planning on the Fed lowering interest rates, a right. quarter, a half, something. Right. Okay. And that would promote big ticket sales. But because the jobs look so good, everybody's worried that the Fed might not lower. I say go ahead and lower. Let's have it all. Right. Okay. Let's pretend we live in utopia. Yeah. For at least five minutes. It'll uh, it'll get some stimulation, market stimulation. Yeah, we need stimulation. We need those big ticket sales because they're a little stagnant right now because of the bickering. Exactly. It scares people when the the Republicans and the Democrats are you know talking impeachment and um, all these crazy things, and they're not passing important bills that should be like no brainers. Right. It worries people, and they quit buying houses, cars, you know, washing machines, um, giant TVs, and or they, it's just sluggish. It's not that they've quit, it's just a little sluggish. And in this economy, 
It should not be sluggish. So right now, it is a perception thing. Right. Not an actual problem, but a problem with what people are perceiving. You got that right. So anyway, um, the other thing I want to say before we go is, gosh, we have gotten a lot of new listeners through Spreaker and iHeartRadio from Canada. Oh, really? Uh, we've had a big influx from Canada and California. Cool. Now, wow. Um, I want to thank and welcome everybody. Yeah. Us. Shout we have out. an awful lot of um, listeners from Springfield, uh, especially through those two venues. They really like to listen on iHeart and Spreaker. And so I want to, you know, we talk about integration and coming through the back door, and sometimes it may sound like we don't like people coming into our country. Right. And for one, I really, really do. I really want them to come through the front door, though. Yeah. And, you know, one way you can help, you know, sort of open that front door is think about taking a foreign exchange student. Oh, okay. Um, that way they can come and try before they buy. Right. Some of them don't want to live here. But a great many of them are considering it in their future, you know? And so bringing um, the world into your family is just a really great idea. Think about hosting a foreign exchange student. Um, I have a great post on Shenanigans Press. Um, I, a lady I have met through the EFA, EF exchange program, um, Melissa Rogels, um, all her information is on there. We will hopefully be interviewing her next week. Cool. But um, she can help you find a student. I have seen some profiles. There are some really great kids. Right really on. great kids. Um, I don't know whether we've talked about it before. You know, my son speaks Japanese and a little Korean. And uh, so um, we've been open to wanting to help um, kids from Asia. And uh, this year, it's just not in the cards because we have so many things going on. You don't have a roof but, over your head yet. Yeah, we don't really have a roof <laughs> over our head, you know. And uh, my son is in his um, last year of undergraduate's work, so he um, it's just not a great time. And, and it's sad because they have the best Asian students ever, ever. Right. Break them like heart. Uh, but... You know, think about that. And Melissa is absolutely fabulous. She is a go-getter. Um, and, and hopefully we can have her on next week and she can tell us some more. But go to shenaniganfreepress.com and um, take a look at it. And there's a video. There's a great video on there. I agree. Okay. And we don't always agree, but life's the journey and we're all in this together. Godspeed, Connor. Godspeed to all of our listeners out there. Thanks, and have a great summer weekend. Thanks, Grace, and Godspeed, everyone.